Hey guys, it's been a while. Um, as always, I have updates. Um, I think today's episode is more so for me than it may be for you guys, but you know what? If you relate, then I hope it helps you. Let's, let's get into it. You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure we can all relate that there are days where getting out of bed seems like the most excruciating and exhausting chore of the entire day. I'm a culprit especially when I'm having bad mental health days or I'm kind of in a rut. I literally went through a portion where my mental health was so bad that I would not show up to appointments. I would cancel appointments the morning of, even though I was awake, just because the idea of having to get out of bed to go to that appointment seemed too exhausting to me. It was one of those times where nothing seemed worth getting out of bed. And it made me feel better, in quotes, to just lay in bed all day and do nothing. I've been in and out of therapy for years, and I'm actually now pursuing a career to become a therapist myself, and I can go on and on and on and on about the benefits of therapy. Therapy all in all is one of the best ways you can start investing in yourself. And I know, honestly, without having gone to therapy myself, I probably wouldn't be able to cope with things the way I can now and even deal with those bad days where I don't want to get out of bed. There's nothing wrong with asking for help or for going to therapy. And with BetterHelp, you're connected to the world's largest therapy service from the comfort of your very own home. So on those days where it is a lot harder to get out of bed or you feel like it's not worth getting out of bed, BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists ready to help with a wide range of issues over text, chats, phone, and video calls. I myself signed up for BetterHelp, and I was so surprised how easy it was to get in contact with a therapist, being able to just chat with them whenever I wanted, and I honestly thought to myself, why isn't it always like this? <laughs> to get started on your own mental health journey, click the link in this episode's homepage or go to betterhelp.com slash typicaltrends for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp. That's better, H-E-L-P dot C-O-M slash Typical trends. T Y P I C A L T R E N D Z for 10% off your first month of therapy. Take care of yourself and invest more time in being there for you. So, it has been a motherfucking while. <laughs> I think we left off with me surviving my breast reduction, which was in April. Um, at this point, I forget, honestly, that I even had a breast reduction, which I think is pretty fucking cool. Um, by four weeks, I think, by four weeks, I had my appointment where I was basically, like, cleared to put on regular bras again, um... And I can go back to the gym, just no chest isolated exercises, that kind of stuff. Um, And then at six weeks, I was able to start using the scar cream, which I started to use. 
Um, for those who are wondering which one I am using, I think it's the Moderma. Moderka? Moderma? I don't know what it's called. Um, I can get back to you on that. But um, I used it for like a week and already I kind of see some type of a difference. Like the um, scar that I had from where the drain was on my right side is gone, which is pretty cool. Um, so I'm trying to be good with sticking to that and being consistent with that. Um, and then, yeah, um, I have to wear, I have to wear bras, um, as much as I possibly can, at least until I'm about like the 12 weeks, um, which I'm pretty sure this Thursday will be eight weeks or nine weeks. I don't even remember anymore. Um, I have to look because I have it written down somewhere. Um, but I have to wear a bra for during the day and then obviously for the gym. And then I wear bras when I go to bed. But the sleep bras are like very, very light, like just enough to kind of still give me some type of shape um, because they recommend that as they're healing that you still wear the bras so that it can continue to heal with a nice shape. Because um, obviously I got the um, a good amount removed and then they gave me a lift. So whatever you can do to kind of like maintain that shape and lift and whatever else while it heals is ultimately going to be in your best interest. Um, but me being super neurotic and careful this whole time has really paid off and I'm really happy about it. Um, and that's kind of been it with that. Um, I've been, I don't even know how to preface this, to be honest with you. I'll be honest. Um, I got out of bed at 3.30 today. And the only thing I thought about was that I want to get on here and I want to talk to you guys. So it's what I'm doing. I have another new health issue which is taking a toll on me mentally and I think I have to just talk about how I'm feeling and you know like usual I get questioned all the time why do I share so much um and you know what? I'm at the point where I think I do this as much for me as I do it for you guys. Um, I am sure I'm not the only person who has gone through something medical um, that has left them kind of the way that I'm feeling right now um, and with the struggles that I've been dealing with. So... I'm going to kind of just blabber about what has happened. So, um, today is June 7th. Um, I went for, um, my eye follow-up appointment. So I wear contacts and glasses, you know, every year you go to get a follow-up and get your eyes checked and then see if you need to update your contacts or your glasses, which typically I always have to because my vision gets worse and worse. Um, so May 17th, I think it was, I had that appointment. 
Um, I went in as normal. Um, they did my eye exam. They did all the, you know, with the lights and the look at this piece of glass and look to your left and all that shit. Um, did that. And then uh, my doctor found a hemorrhage in the back of my left eye. So she very quickly was like, you need to go see a specialist. I'm going to write you a thing now. We're going to call. You have to go over there right now. They need to check this. They need to check this out right now, right now, right now. So it already was pissing me off because it was like my first day off in a while where the only thing I had on my schedule was that one appointment at 10 o'clock and then I had the whole rest of the day. You know, I went to the gym. I was feeling like I was on, you know, I had my shit together for about an hour and a half. Um, I was looking forward to going home and catching up on some of my schoolwork and like putting myself in a good place and everything. And already it was like, okay, well, why the fuck did I think that was going to happen? So I run over to the retina specialist Um, they do a full workup with more pictures. Um, they had to do contrast, so they had to, um, inject me, like, kind of like the way that they set you up when you get blood work done. Um, they had to set me up like that to inject the contrast into me, which is like a dye that helps them be able to see things in like my, um, my nerves and my veins and all that shit. So did that, got 47 pictures. At that point I was, you know, I was dilated, um, I was being poked and prodded and this and that. And, you know, I I was just exhausted at that point. Um, And then we meet with the doctor after all of that. The doctor tells me, well, seems like the hemorrhage is not active. So it should just heal by itself in about like three months. Okay, great. But with all the pictures and everything that they did and all the looking and whatever else, they found that the nerves in the back of both my eyes were severely swollen and they were suggesting that it could be something called papilledema, which is basically when you have too much fluid in your head and your brain, um, like cerebral spine fluid. So your cerebral spine fluid, you know, goes through your brain and head and all that kind of stuff from your spine and circulates and whatever. Um, I have, I guess at that point they saw that I had too much, um, and it was causing my nerves to be swollen, um, which could lead to blindness very quickly. So we have a neurologist in our family, not in our family, but he was always taking care of my grandpa. Um, my little sister goes to him and, you know, he's become like very close with a good amount of my family because of, um, him being so helpful with my grandpa and everything. Um, the eye doctor, the retina specialist told me that I need to try to get in for a MRI as soon as possible. And then I need to get in contact with the neurologist as soon as possible, because I basically have to get scans done to make sure that I don't have any tumors or masses, um, that are causing the pressure in my head and the swelling and whatever. So, of course, <laughs> then you hear tumors and masses, and it's like, oh, fuck. Um, so, I left there and filled my parents in, and they reached out to our neurologist, and he basically said, you cannot afford to wait a week to get in for an MRI, and then a week to get in for a spinal tap, which they were recommending I did. Like, you cannot wait. I have seen people go blind from this. You cannot wait. So from there, we went to the ER. It was probably around 6.30 at night. 
um, went to the ER. They put me in a room and they had me waiting for a MRI. Um, I got the MRI that night around like 8.30ish, I think nine o'clock maybe. Um, and the MRI didn't show any abnormalities. So they were like, you're good to go home. Like, you know, follow up with people X, Y, Z. Uh, we call the neurologist to follow up with him. And he says, you know, you should have checked yourself in um, for inpatient because of all the testing that you need. Like, there's no way they're going to get it fast enough if you're an outpatient. So after that phone call, we go back to the ER. Um, a neurologist is telling us that we need to get um, a, another MRI called an MRV. Um, <coughs> sorry. And um, get more stuff looked at to make sure I don't have any blood clots. Um, again, I had mentioned previously that I went off of my birth control after about probably 14 years, at least 10 years, put it that way, um, in January for the surgery. Um, and it's not unlikely for people to end up getting blood clots after doing that. So they needed me to go get the blood clot or get checked out to see if there was any blood clots aiding in the pressure. And, the whole idea of papilledema is basically a process of elimination. You check for these masses and tumors, you check for blood clots, you check for a bunch of different things that could be adding to the pressure um, besides just the overproduction of fluid or an absorption issue from your brain or whatever it may be. You try to make sure there's nothing else and it's just the fluid. Um, so, got the... Oh, there's a really long wait for the MRV like over three hours. So while we waited for that, um, I was told I had to get a spinal tap, which <coughs> um, I think you only hear, hang on a second, I'm fucking dying. <coughs> Today is also the day where the entire world is yellow. So my asthma is being really, really kind to me today. Um, all, all you ever hear, I feel like when you hear spinal tap is that it's fucking scary and it's horrible and it's painful and it's this and that. So all of that's going through my head. Um, so they set me up for a spinal tap. Um, they numbed the area where the needle was going in um, so that you wouldn't feel the needle as bad, but you still feel the pressure pretty bad. Um, I have a high pain tolerance um, it was still pretty uncomfortable. I wouldn't say it was necessarily painful. It was more uncomfortable than anything, but it felt like when you can feel a stomach cramp coming on, like how it kind of sits like lower in your stomach, it felt like that, but coming through my back and like traveling to the front of me. And it was just very uncomfortable. It was very weird. Um, it was a little bit painful. It was a lot of just weird feelings that I've obviously never felt before. And, um, basically they tested my pressure and normal is 20 and mine was 32. So they were able to see that. Obviously I have high pressure. Um, they took some of the fluid to relieve some of the pressure, um, and then to send it off to make sure I didn't have any, um, you know, meningitis and everything. Um, don't have meningitis, just high pressure and everything. So, um, I was prescribed Diamox for the, um, to help with the fluid regulation from the retina specialist. Um, and then they took me down for the MRV, which actually ended up being a CAT scan with contrast. So I got the contrast again because of how long the wait was. And then, of course, as they brought me down for the CAT scan to check for the blood clot, apparently somebody came to get me for the MRV. But either way, it was just to check if I had a blood clot, no blood clot. So we basically left the hospital um, and 
Jess was told to do the medication, um, to consistently have, you know, follow-ups with the retina specialist and my neurologist and to basically go from there. Um, I was in pretty bad pain in my back for the next probably three days. Um, it didn't hurt too bad when I was sitting, but it was pretty bad when I stood up. It was like a cramping and like really bad pain. Um, and then kind of just left it at that. I went to a neurologist. He did a whole workup, um, wants to send me for blood work and a nerve test. And, um, everything was pretty okay until, um, around Memorial Day. Yeah. Memorial Day, I think. So then it was Memorial Day. Um, at that point, I was on the medicine for, I think, a little over a week. I think, right? Because that was like the 17th and 18th, 19, 20, 21, 22, 24, Yeah, a little over a week. Um, I'm just trying to add um, 17 plus 7. Um, and then Memorial Day... I just kind of felt like shitty all day um, and I had a really bad headache that just kept getting worse and worse and worse um, and then it got to the point that like I literally couldn't even stand to like be around anybody like the TV was on and like people were talking and like it was like piercing my brain it hurt my head hurt so bad so we left early and then Tuesday same thing I had a really bad headache I called out of my internship um, I just felt so like bad like it was like my he- usually I usually have headaches but this was like having a migraine during the day and it would not shake and it was just and it was like it hurt so bad I couldn't even close my eyes like it was just horrible so by the end of Tuesday I had taken like Tylenol I'd taken whatever else that I took I'm pretty sure I took NyQuil that night actually um just to like fucking knock me out and then I woke up for my internship and, um, you know, it was busy morning. I, I started taking, I start having my, hello, I have started to have my own groups there. So I get in and it's pretty much like go, go, go. And I have groups back to back and it was just a busy morning and I forgot to take my meds and I usually try to eat beforehand. It doesn't say you have to, but again, it's me. So I'm like, well, I probably should. So, um, I just had a busy morning and I forgot to take them and then got home and had dinner and stuff and I was like shoot I didn't take them so I took them that night and then the next day same thing super busy and I was like halfway through the day and I realized I didn't take them and I was kind of like okay well let's see if I get a headache because I didn't really have one yesterday and I only took the one dose so let me see if that does anything then didn't take it that night into Friday, which is my birthday. Um, I think, yeah, into Friday, and that was my birthday. And again, no headache whatsoever. I had been, like my allergies have been killing me and stuff, but not even a sinus headache, no headache whatsoever. And it was so nice because I always have headaches, and especially over the past couple of days of having really bad ones, I was like, okay, it must be the medicine. Like they had told me that there were side effects, whatever. Um, 
And I was like, fuck that. Like, I'm, you know, I'll call Monday and I'll let him know because I can't go throughout my day to day like this. Like, it's not something that I can do. So um, then Friday was my birthday. Um, Then um, went out Saturday because my friends uh, planned me like a brunch. And then Sunday. um, Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, and then Sunday we were busy doing stuff or whatever, and I was fine. And then Sunday night, um, I was really, like, junky. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take, like, Mucinex. It was, like, the PM1, whatever. We checked the dosage. I took the amount of, you know, that I'm supposed to, all that, um, and went to bed. I woke up the next morning, and I felt like I was literally, like, I felt like as if I had taken NyQuil, like, three hours ago and I tried to sleep and then woke up too soon or something I just felt so off my vision was really blurry like I feel like I couldn't fully open my eyes um everything just felt very off and then I got you know I was getting ready I was kind of like all right maybe I just have to wake up a little bit like you know put some water on my face whatever still didn't do anything it was like my vision was blurry I was seeing more spots it was like when you go to the eye doctor and they put that little piece of glass and they like shine the light and you see the light on the bottom of your eye. I kept seeing that. I was having really bad spots and stuff like enough that I was like, like turning with when I saw it in my peripheral, like because I thought I was seeing something and I just felt very off. But I was like, okay, like I have to go to the internship, like whatever. The whole day in the morning, first off, I, they have like our schedules, like a blocked out schedule. It's like an Excel spreadsheet thing. It's like just a bunch of like fucking squares and stuff. So you look at your name and you follow it across. I messed up my entire schedule for the day. Like looked at the wrong groups, was late to my group because I thought it was a different one. I thought I had this one group that was all virtual. So I sent the links out to people when it was not even my group. And like, I'm annoyingly on top of shit. And I just felt like I could not grasp anything. I felt so out of it in a way that I could not explain and literally driving. I was like, I feel like I should not be driving. Like I can't fucking see like something is off. So then again, went through the day with the internship. I left um, and then was going home for class and I was on my class. I had called the retina doctor like three separate times because I was trying to get in contact with them about like, is this the medicine? Is this what happens when you go off? Something's wrong. I can't see right. Like something is off. Um, nobody would answer or they'd say like a nurse will call you, whatever. At that point, it was six o'clock and the office was closed. So I knew I wasn't going to hear from anybody. Then our like neurologist that's like within our family um, calls me to ask me what's going on. I tell him and we basically both just sit there in silence and I'm like trying to keep my shit together because he's basically like this is an eye problem yet then somebody's telling me it's a brain problem and all I know is I'm sitting there trying to look at my computer and do my work and be in class and I can't fucking see and it was the most it was I've never I don't know if I can say I've never been but it was one of the scariest feelings I've ever witnessed feeling like my vision was going and not knowing how to explain it and not being able to get in touch with anybody that could help me so I got off the phone with the neurologist and I called my mom she was busy working I called my dad 
And he's like, you know, what's up? How are you? And I literally was like, I don't know. And I just started breaking down. And, you know, I said all the same stuff to him. And I was like, I I don't know what's going on. I just know I really can't see. And I don't know what's wrong. And it's scaring the shit out of me because the neurologist just fucking sat on the phone with me in silence, not knowing what to tell me. And I'm really fucking scared right now because I don't understand any of this stuff that's happening. And I am afraid I'm going to just fucking be blind. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, so, you know, my dad immediate reaction was, okay, we'll go to the ER again and we'll try to get somebody to look at you really quick and, you know, whatever it may be. Um, you know, we went, um, the emergency room had a minimum of a three hour wait. Um, and on the way there, we had a on-call doctor from the retina place, like an emergency on-call person, um, my dad got in contact with and he was going over everything with the medication and, mention how it's a diuretic, which can severely dehydrate you, which nobody told me. Um, and nobody seemed to have caught like, no, my parents and I, like nobody seemed to have caught on to that. So we realized that that could be part of the problem, um, is being severely dehydrated and not even knowing that that's causing me to be severely hydrated, dehydrated with the headaches and all that kind of stuff. So we waited at the hospital for like two and a half hours. There was still no sign of them taking us. So, um, I felt my eyes getting worse. Um, and it was basically like, it, it felt like somebody had their hands on the front of my head, like over my forehead and their thumbs just pressing into my eyes. And it felt like my eyebrows were like hooded over my eyes. Like it just felt like everything was being pushed in. There was so much pressure and I just couldn't even look straight. Um, and yeah. So at that point we were like, we don't even know what they're going to do for me anyway. I'll just go home, get some liquid IVs, get a bunch of, you know, fluid in your system, keep taking the medication and, you know, we'll try to get to the retina place first thing the next morning. Even the neurologist was like, you need to like literally just show up even if nobody's going to call you back and you just show up and say somebody needs to check, like check your eyes and whatever, because until I know what it is, I can't tell you if it's a brain thing on my end or if it's an eye thing on their end. So, um, was it yesterday? No, I think it was two days ago. Tuesday I went. Today's Wednesday? I don't fucking know, dude. But, whatever next morning woke up went right to the retina center same thing full workup um and you know basically found that I'm still pretty swollen it's not as bad as last time but still pretty swollen um and that I need to basically be on the medication just be hydrating overly to help with the headache because apparently they were more so dehydration headaches um and be seen basically every two weeks by the retina specialist to monitor how much the nerves in the back of my eyes are swelling, along with seeing my neurologist to be tracking everything else. Um, neurologist sent me for blood work, so I went right from that appointment to getting blood work done. Um, again, super dilated, and oh my eye, fucking four different drops put in both eyes. Um, then... Yeah, my dad drove me to everything. Um, 
And then after the blood work, we went and grabbed some food. I went home, slept for a little bit, and then now we're here. And it's just been a lot. Yesterday was, like, I literally called Tim and I was just bawling. Like, I was just so, not yesterday, the day before, I was just so scared. Because I don't know really what this is. I don't know what could happen. I don't know how apparently this has been a thing and until if I didn't go for my fucking eye appointment how they wouldn't have even known this was a thing and I could have woken up blind. It's just... It's really fucking scary. It's really fucking scary. And I just feel like I can't catch a break. I can't. So, um, on top of all that, um, I have been having a really hard time with trying to get back on track to try and lose weight. And I'm very uncomfortable. And I'm really fucking over this feeling. And I just feel like ever since I had my breast reduction, there's just been one thing after another and I can't get back on track and I can't get myself to a point that I'm actually going to be able to lose weight. And if one more fucking person tells me I have to lose weight, I'm going to lose my shit because the doctors with all of this told me that if I was to lose like 10 pounds, it would probably help with this issue. So then that started a whole nother thing of feelings where it's like, you know, I'm trying. Um, and I got pissed yesterday because when I was in the hospital, my dad and I had a whole conversation about the whole weight loss thing and because every fucking doctor that came in told me if I did lose some weight, it probably would help and whatever the fuck else. And conversations about losing weight with my dad just pisses me off because I just want to literally just be like, you don't fucking get it. You don't get it. You don't get what it's like to be a 25-year-old woman who suffered with a severe eating disorder for almost eight years of her life and you had no clue and just, you know, just went off of birth control six months ago after being on it for over 10 years and what it does to your body afterwards and getting a whole breast reduction surgery and not being able to do more than walk for 15 minutes at a time before you have to sit down for four weeks straight and being afraid to lift anything because you don't want to push yourself too far and whatever. And it's just... Every doctor that tells me that, it makes me just angry and it makes me want to be like, well, then fuck it. Because what's the point? Because I am trying, but it doesn't seem like anybody seems to think I'm trying hard enough to do this. As if you guys know what it's like to be in my body and be uncomfortable. And it's just... It's frustrating. It's really fucking frustrating. 
feel like I keep trying to get myself together and then things out of my control keep happening and it makes the goals that I'm trying so hard to reach or the routines I'm trying so hard to get back to seem like they're even more and more and more further out of my reach. And I'm just exhausted. I'm just exhausted. I find myself trying to talk myself out of all of the bad eating disorder type of self-conversations that I feel like I tried so hard to take out of my head again. All because everybody else, I feel like the only thing everybody else has to say to me figure-wise, like doctors or whatever, my parents, is just that I have to lose weight. And on Memorial Day, we went to my parents' house and everybody was in the pool except for me. And it's like, I don't... I don't want to feel like this. And I just wish that how hard I was trying was acknowledged more than the fact that nobody can see a difference. You know? Because it gets exhausting. And I'm exhausted. I'm so... Tired, and I'm tired of having two good days and then something else happening and it throwing me off for a week and playing catch up again and again and again and again I eat healthy I live with a fucking trainer boyfriend I eat healthy he knows I eat healthy The other piece I need is the gym side, but when you have pounding headaches that make it hard for you to even look at your computer and do the work you have to do, and a schedule that's jam-packed all the time, and you don't want to spend the hour you have of not having to do something going to the gym when you're not even loving going to the gym... It's a lot. So, that's what I wanted to come on here and share. And I am okay. I'm just depressed. But just because I'm depressed doesn't mean that I'm not okay. I didn't get out of bed until 3.30 today. But you know what? I didn't have anywhere to be. And after the last couple days and uh, weeks that I've had, my body needed rest, and that's what I gave it. 
And it wasn't even like I was just in bed sitting on my phone. I was literally just sleeping and sleeping and sleeping and sleeping. Is it the best thing to do? No. But I'm not making it a routine. It's the first time this has happened in a while. And I want to get on here and I want to share this because I can guarantee you I'm not the only person who has felt like this, is feeling like this, or will feel like this. So, what am I going to do about it? I am going to take it easy. I am going to take a shower. I am going to edit this podcast and upload it because that makes me happy. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out my brand new agenda thing or whatever you call those calendar books. And I think I'm going to write out the stuff that I have to do and get done and my due dates for school. So I feel a little bit more on top of things. And I think I'm going to do some skincare and sit with Darcy. And watch the new season of the Kardashians while I do all that stuff. And I'm going to keep taking my medicine. And I'm going to keep fighting the thoughts in my head telling me that I cannot get to where I want to be. And that I will always be uncomfortable. And I'm going to fuel myself with foods that I like. And that are good for me so that I don't feel bad about it later. And I'm going to remind myself that I deserve to enjoy food. And that just like eating a dinner isn't going to make that big of a difference. That forcing myself to not eat one meal or to throw up one meal is not going to make a big of a difference either. So I might as well fuel myself. And we're going to go from there.
So I don't know if I said it or not, though. I'm going to take my medicine and I'm going to drink my liquid IV. And um, I'm going to avoid the outdoors since it's yellow outside. And um, even though this is pretty much just me talking to myself, I am going to say thank you for allowing me to use this as an outlet for me and a way for me to talk about the things that I'm feeling and I hope that if you guys needed this today that it helped you because I think this helped me even though it sounds like I just broke my chair um Be kind to yourself. Allow yourself to have bad days. And, um... I will talk to you guys in the next one. Love you guys.